Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week three, day three of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Galatians 3, 15 through 18. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Jesus, fill our hearts and our minds with your word today. We want to see you and know you in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's Word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Galatians 3, starting in verse 15. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. All right, let me pause right there. What we've been going on about here for the last couple of days is Paul is making a distinction between Abraham and, and Moses and everyone else after. Abraham was justified by faith 400 some odd years before the law was given. And so after that, he's essentially saying no one has ever been justified by obeying the law because no one can obey all of the law. And the quotes he's used is that if you break even the smallest law, you've broken the entire law. And so no one obeys the law in that they, like, if you break one little part, you've broken the whole thing. So no one has ever been justified by obeying the law, by, by the law. They haven't been justified by the law, that is. And so... Um, <clears throat> This is really important to understand, and I finished yesterday by saying that it's really important that that we understand that no one has ever been made right with God by obeying the law, because they can't do it. And so the law is really there to condemn us, is what Paul is saying. And so there is this misconception that people have as well in the New Testament, we're justified by our faith in Jesus and Old Testament, they were justified by the law. And that was never true. That has always been untrue. People in the Old Testament were never justified by the law. They were justified by faith. And so now he's going to kind of switch and he's going to say, I'm going to give you an example here, right? Once like a, a, a law or once a, a contract Let's write a covenant as a contract. Once a contract has been established, no one can add to it or take away from it. Now, if you've ever bought a house or a car or anything else, you you know this, right? Is you sign on the dotted line in all these places and we got legal forms and you have to initial things and all this kind of stuff. And it's like it, it, your signature has to be on this page so that no one can come back later and, you know, adjust that and make changes to it and say, well, actually, no, this is what the, the you know, the contract says. And, and that's not allowed now and it's never been allowed, right? You have, when you sign the contract, everything you're signing has to be in it at that moment. You can't add to it later. And so that's, that's what he's saying is, is, I mean, that's been a, a truth in perpetuity and it's, uh, I mean, it's deceptive and evil and wicked and all those kinds of things. When you, you create these things that, um, you know, that don't abide by that. Uh, so, so that's the example he's giving here. Let's continue on verse 16. The promise is spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say, and to seeds, <clears throat> or let's, uh, let me back up just a little, just, just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established. So it is in this case. And this is the case he's talking about. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, plural, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person 
who is Christ. What I mean is this, the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. And this is the the big point that Paul's making here, right? This is what we've been talking about is the promise given to Paul or I mean, excuse me, given to Abraham is that there's going to be this justification. There's going to be this, this thing that's going to be uh, come to fruition through his seed. Paul says it very clearly, not to his seeds, but to his seed. And actually the, 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 the Jewish understanding of this is, is speaking of the Messiah, that this was intentionally a singular word, not plural. Like the seeds is not all of Israel. It's not a promise given to all of Israel. It was a promise given to one person who was going to be a descendant of Abraham, the seed, the Messiah. That's the person, right? And he's saying explicitly, this is Jesus. That seed, that promise was fulfilled in Jesus, and so 430 years passed and it's like there's this, this new, um, the new law, the new covenant, all of these things. It didn't do away with what had been promised to Abraham. When Moses gave the law, again, 430 years later, it did not do away with the promise, right? He's, he's, he's making this case. It's, there was this, this covenant between God and Abraham, and you don't change the covenant 430 years later. The covenant still stands. And that covenant stands to this very day. There are people that would still say, well, uh, you know, Israel rejected Jesus. And so God has rejected them. And all of the promises given to Israel are now promises given to the church, right? Israel has lost all of her promises. And now the church has inherited all of those. And that is not true. That's exactly the opposite of what Paul is saying here is you don't change that covenant after the fact. It was signed and sealed and that covenant is still in place. That there was a seed that was to come. He came, his name was Jesus. And everything in that covenant is still in place for Abraham, for Israel. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't say, well, now instead of being justified by faith, now you have to be justified by the law by never breaking the law. That's, that's, that doesn't work, right? You're always justified by faith. Let's continue on verse 18. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise, right? So the inheritance of Israel, the inheritance that we all gain through being grafted in, as Paul uh, says in his other epistles, we're grafted into this tree that is Israel, right? It's not that the promises to Israel have, have been taken and given to the church. It's that the church, the Gentile Christians actually get grafted into this tree that Christ is the root of, right? So the promise, the inheritance, all of that didn't go away because it was never, it never depended on the law in the first place. Our salvation has always been based on faith. By believing God, by pledging our allegiance, by giving ourselves to God. However you want to define that, however that makes sense in your mind, it's always been by giving ourselves over to God. By trusting Him, by following Him, by believing in Him. That is where everything we have comes from not through obedience to the law. 
for the 10-week Bible study. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.